Welcome to the Doom is Dead podcast, a show all about how dead Doom is. I'm your host, Human Bones, and I'll be your guide as we make our way through the graveyard of this once great game that absolutely nobody enjoys today. Speaking with us today is renowned mapper and owner of the classic Doom multiplayer Discord server, Decay. As a member of the Mechanics Union, Decay's maps are featured in Velocity CTF, Rage CTF, DBAB, Progressive Duel, Neon DM, and many, many more. Doom is Dead is sponsored by In the Keep and the Drowned God Cathala. A very special guest today. His name is Decay. Welcome, Decay. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I don't really know when we first met. I think maybe for you and me, I think you and Do probably have a a bit of a, a longer history than the two of us, but I think the first time that we started talking to each other was during the IDL mapping contest in like 2011, right? I mean, it... The first time I talked to you, I'm pretty sure, because that was really my first foray into Zed Damon, and I think Odomex at the time as well. And I was never really good enough to be in the IDL, so I never really went into those circles. So that was the first time that I started talking to you and do, I think, at the same time, because he had a lot of things to say about my maps, particularly my texturing. <laughs> that was that was probably, I would say, I started, uh, you know, criticizing your maps around Rage CDF. Not as much IDL CTF. I wasn't that much involved in that, but I re- vividly remember like going over Rage CTF and like velocity uh, for sure. Oh sure. right, velocity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Velocity and your maps and Dusk's map maps. Those were like some some uh, really really colorful. Uh, endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. I mean, that was definitely one of the very first uh, forms of actual map criticism I had gotten because it was my second quote-unquote project. The first one being Machine Chop Duel, which was just a series of uh, like first foray into mapping at all. And uh, nobody really gave much feedback on those maps. They just said they sucked and never played them. So kind of just moved on from that and when you actually gave feedback to the map that was like the first real feedback that i'd actually received to the, up to that time <laughs> right yeah uh, it was like uh i i tried to uh focus on on gameplay and everything because that's that's what i pride myself in in like uh you know providing but in the end i i couldn't you know, uh, not comment on on the way like all the maps were really mixing a lot of uh, like uh, textured themes and and wild colors. <laughs> Back yeah. then, yeah, I it's kind of like one word sticks out, and every single time it's garish. And every single right. time, I was That's like, "What in the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, what what does that mean?" Yeah, it's such just just that 
at that time you you, you really uh, went wild with just uh, you know uh, this area should be like like this sort of uh, vivid green, and then the next area is this sort of vivid red, and you you can kind of like see both those areas at once, and it just clashed visually. Yeah. And so the word garish was there. <laughs> well, I don't think you've made it in the Doom community as a mapper until you've been properly criticized by Do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like, it, it was it was interesting because it's like, oh, well, this is the first time anyone's ever said anything about this to me. So let's try and figure this out. So it was good. It was very, it was a good introduction to the IDL scene, I guess, and to competitive mapping that sort of sense. Um, so it kind of gave me a glimpse into what people were really looking for rather than doing my own thing. On, and by the way, it's actually like, uh, yeah, I was critical of sense of velocity, but I also saw like a lot of good in it to the extent that actually uh, when velocity came out, like, it didn't get any recognition in uh, at Doomworld in in Kakowards. and actually at that year, just uh, it. I think uh, they had Caesar do the the multiplayer uh, award, and he gave it to Who Done It, which is okay. That's that's a very solid prize. But I was like kind of like angry because there was like no uh, recognition to the actual stuff that was also like played in in CTF uh, in CTF or in the wider multiplayer uh community like like Zazer pretty much said yeah I have no fucking clue besides uh who done it so I I was raising a lot of noise because at that year there were like several projects that I was like these these things could have uh, being given uh, a multiplayer award, uh, but you guys just ignored it. So they eventually just relented and they brought me on the team and gave me like three awards, like like a space for a full page of multiplayer awards. <laughs> so basically, I used Velocity as kind of a ramp to actually promote multiplayer stuff more in Doomworld. So there you go. That's kind of like that's my <laughs> con- my contribution by accident is uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was a shame because uh, public CTF at that time, uh, we're talking in like 2011, 2012, was really on the decline, especially in Skulltag at the time. Like you could never find a public CTF game. So right, we're talking was, we're talking 2012, 2013, right? Yeah. But it was like one of the design philosophies behind Velocity was like, okay, let's make these maps applicable for three versus three, not just because that was the standard for competition, but also because there were so very few people playing public CTF. So they needed to be good good enough for people to play with a low amount of players, but at the same time, just like keep them there and then still be suitable for like maybe up to 5v5. So they kind of worked down that way. And it was a shame because it's like in the Damon in particular, it got a lot of playtime. Like, I don't know how many rotations I would go through, especially on weekends, be like two or three rotations. And with 32 maps, it's like, that's, that's not an insignificant mm-hmm. amount of time being played. 
and it was pretty constant. I was actually really happy with the reception that I got in Z Damon. So definitely when it didn't win a cackle, it's like, I mean, I was only just being introduced to that sort of stuff at the time. So it's like, it didn't really dawn on me or like make much effect, but it was like, oh, well, it could have been here. And it's nice to at least get a shout out in that page. So, uh, but it did like kind of set my sights higher for the next project, I guess you could say. So well, it was know, the, a happy incident. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The way that I would describe the IDL mapping contest would be like, you know, going to yeah, right. a yard sale. Uh, IDL, and... IDL uh, mapping contest, that's 2011. So that's yes. even prior to that. And that was basically like when IDL was still in like the, the, the full strength, uh, really going strong. And we decided to run a, a mapping contest with like uh, tapping our inner talent, like like the people who were actually playing. We asked them to make maps because we needed to expand the map pool and we were like not particularly content with what we had from stuff like 32 and 24 uh, or the the same old maps from uh, yes. TTF. So that was, it was the our first idea, our kind idea. of community wad that we had done. And, you know, you, you interrupted a really bad joke, but because I want to say it, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it's like going to a yard sale and pushing through someone's, you know, little teddy bear that's uh, burnt or something that they're trying to sell for 25 cents to find like the nice leather couch that maybe you're going to get as a discount. So that's how I looked at <laughs> the mapping contest was you have a set of, players that really had never mapped before um, submitting maps to us which is great but um, <laughs> not just anyone can map so I think for me I noticed and you mentioned also Dusk but I noticed um, Decay's maps as the ones that p- had the most potential and right yeah you, you could instantly some like, of those maps there and, was there was a lot of hit and miss in that map set and you know uh, what the real kicker was you say it's like you noticed my map and dust maps, and it's like none of them won. They were the shittiest maps ever that won. <laughs> well, ass, like, let really? me tell you. Let me tell you <laughs> what happened. Let me tell you what happened, right? So I went through there was a lot of political nonsense going on at that mm. time. Um between the myself, I was the commissioner of the IDL at the time and the rest of the board. So I went through the wad after it was done and I they had left it up to me to choose the winner. And so I went through and I chose, I think maybe we were choosing three winners. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I chose one map of yours, one map of Dusk's, and then another map. I think it was Alex, uh, something Epic 3, actually. And the board flipped out. Like, ah, I cannot believe that you've picked these maps and we're going to overrule. And I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm ready to jump off a bridge. So you guys can just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. And they picked maps that I would not have chosen. So it's no surprise to me that your maps ended up being released in Velocity CTF because they were the, you know, the layouts were the most well put together. The textures were the greatest. Velocity CTF is actually the only WAD I've ever reviewed on Doom World, I did a map by map review. Do you know how long that took me? <laughs> and I put like two paragraphs per map. I mean, my review took up that entire new stuff thread. So, you know, I was really a big 
fan and proponent of Velocity CTF. And so it's been super awesome to see Dude, how that sort of evolved into I would actually, and, I would actually uh, I, I'm not prepared for this conversation because I'm a, I, I don't know how I voted on the IDLC uh, competition maps. Oh, I, I've tattooed the votes on my arm. <laughs> Because at this point, I think you were the outlier that agreed with me. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I was, I was rooting for for velocity. I was really like, like as I said, I was really fighting for velocity to get a, a kick award. And then when it wasn't even considered, I kicked up a fuss, and I actually got on the fucking kick award committee to to actually, you know, uh, be in charge on multiplayer awards. So. I think like I was probably sympathetic, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I can vividly remember I was really upset with Sidaz being, you know, one of the winners. Grindiest, plainest oh, God. piece of the shit. Yeah, 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 that was that was that was. I was definitely not, uh, you know, uh, cool with that. But I'm not sure. Which maps I was actually promoting as winners? Oh, I, I know think. you loved one of Dust maps and Hell Captured. That map was like your baby. I, I think I, I think I was also fine with uh, the caution map, the you know the, the flat one, which is kind of like made it the, the map made it kind of like into the standard rotation. If if you remember which one that is oh, with the, the soul sphere, uh, with the soul sphere in the middle, the the kind of like like uh, blocking elevators for the side routes. Oh, oh that oh, was collisions. the actual collisions map. yeah collisions map yeah yeah that one. I, I think I think I was okay with that map. Like yeah, okay, that, it's, you know what? It's a pretty it, okay it's, map. It's just very plain. It's the most milk, plain, the most but okay. One, you know, it's like something that would have come out during ZDCTF one, like. There wasn't yeah, a lot of or, ingenuity or, to it. Or it thirty-two twenty-four. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just whip this out in in like four hours or whatever. <laughs> and that's probably why they liked it because it was sure, just simple sure. and they didn't have to no, think. No, and, I, I have now. I think we've. It's 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 a map. I can't complain about. <laughs> it's a map, and yeah. it's it's like kind of like when actually the map you can't complain about is the winner of your competition. It's like kind of like uh, maybe it wasn't such a success. The overall project, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's like how you say, "Oh, you know, I have a." It started off as a a really good idea, and then it turned out to just be an idea. You know, so it it, it started off probably as a pretty good map. And then, uh, you know, it's just a map. So mm. I don't know. I, I do not feel vindicated, even though Velocity CTF is arguably much more popular than that map. Right, yeah. It's just, just that Velocity didn't make it into, like, the the competitive, uh, you know, rotations. Like, like an, I don't think any of the Velocity maps is actually in the... In the wider map pool of, of stuff that gets picked for competition. Which the probably... only mainstay was uh Charon Orbit, the one that DS loved. Right. And I would say like yeah. maybe maybe with a bit of balancing, uh, like you know, making a version two or whatever, that could be rectified. But on the other hand, you went on to make other maps. It just progressed over and over, on and on. So it's probably not necessary. But yeah, it's like 
they were good maps and none of them actually managed to lodge themselves into the actual competitive scenes. Well, here's the thing about Question. that. It's like it's what it's one thing as a mapper when you when you grow and you make other maps, right. uh, you get steadily better here and there. Uh, when I actually revisited Velocity not too many years back, I think just 2017 or something like that, I was going through the maps because I was thinking about like what would I change here and there, and most of the maps are actually like there's fatal flaws in each of them, and it's like in each of the maps there's a flaw that would make it inappropriate for competitive or private play. And you don't mm-hmm. really notice those things until you go back as a seasoned CTF player. Uh, like, for example, those those were my first CTF maps, and I was not really a seasoned CTF player at that point. Uh, I wasn't as good. So it's like you don't recognize those things until you go back to them some years later. I'm glad the public enjoyed them, but in reality, it's like I'm not surprised that they didn't end up in too many uh, competitive map packs because there's just too many flaws to justify them. Yeah, so, I mean, just going back to them and fixing them wouldn't even be justified because at this point, you don't even like see those fatal flaws, and those fatal flaws make it pretty much like impossible to fix those maps completely. So, it's better just to make new maps. Well, I've always been of the opinion, especially in CTF, not so much in DM. But once a map has been determined to be not good, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do to it. It will never, ever be seen as good. Therefore, mm-hmm. any fixes you do to it are a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, basically, it's a stigma. Yeah. It's it's dead after that. Once it gets condemned, that's it. It's done. Put it away. Mm-hmm. And just focus all your attempts to, to the future and to your new attempts. Like... Don't waste time. Don't waste time rebalancing stuff that's been deemed not cool. Yeah, exactly. It's one thing. It's like if it hasn't been played, really, you can get away with it. But if it's been played and people just remember it as bad, then you're fighting a lost battle. And especially in mm-hmm. CTF today, it's even even less fruitful because it's really how CTF is played is really monopolized. And unless it's played on like FNF or something like that, it's not going to get general public play. So it's not, it's not a good investment. Whereas like with the FFA wads, such as uh, Aeon and Neon, for whatever reason, um, you can find people playing that on their own. You don't need to start it. Whereas with CTF, you need to make that effort to actually start a public game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CDF, public CDF has pretty much died over the years. You, you, you had like in the past, you, you would have just spontaneous two servers running at all time, at least like on every port, except Odemax. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But you, you would have always like one or two servers playing CDF on Zdemon or uh, or Zendronum. And this 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 has disappeared. So yeah, I can see. Like yeah, you, you have to seed a game, and if you're seeding a game on on flawed maps, that that's an issue. Yeah, exactly. You know, in, in saying all of that about Velocity CTF and even the IDL mapping contest, that was the first time that 
we had any contact. So I think any of your projects prior to that, I was not really aware of. Did you have anything that came out before Velocity CTF? Before Velocity? Yeah, like I said, it was just this one dual set called Machine Shop Dual. It was it was a clan set. Um, basically, uh, I guess it has to do really with my timeline in terms of actually joining Doom. Uh, I first started playing in... Like I, I'm, I'm gonna be a memer just like everybody else and say, yeah, I first played Doom in the early '90s when I was like half a year old or whatever. Um, <laughs> I no, swear I, that actually happened to me. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. It's like, well, it's with few seconds if you don't remember. Me, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no, I, I tinkered around with it. I mean, I vaguely remember seeing my friend play Twangle uh, Six Map Eleven uh, in Deathmatch on his computer that's like the earliest exposure I had back in like is this this your your frustration with Vango like like is this (laughs) no my no no that that is more that's different (laughs) anyway anyway so in 2007 my friend uh who's actually a sound engineer at Microsoft uh he introduced me reintroduced me to Doom and we started playing a little bit I started, we played Skull Tag, we were doing the invasion stuff, and then he went his separate ways, and then I stopped playing. I came back in 2009, uh, playing the mod All at War. And before then, it's like, I tinkered around with modding, like I had uh, Doom Builder 1. What a piece of garbage, holy shit. But I was I was using it like uh, Windows ME or something like that. It was It was bad. Everything I did got corrupted and destroyed. So I got frustrated with that, and then uh, I came I came back in 2009 and was playing all at war. And then I decided to try out some other stuff. Got hooked in with some people. Got introduced to the clan scene, and in that clan scene, uh, some people were doing like a clan project. I was like, oh, I actually like doing mapping and whatnot, so I'll try my hand at this. So it was a one-on-one set, and we just kind of did whatever i mean we didn't really hardly play test the maps we just made maps and hope for the best and it was really interesting projects we got 35 maps out of it tons of tons of trash maps too so i mean like collectively <laughs> it would have probably been like 45 maps uh but it was a great learning experience because we got a lot of judgment in terms of like playability versus uh looks and whatnot because i've been reading on the forums like there was a lot of arguing about Z-Doom and Z-Doomisms and it's like uh, gameplay versus aesthetic and how a lot of maps at that time were focusing too much on how they looked and as a result, they played like shit. So our philosophy was trying to blend the best of both worlds. It's like, well, there's no reason for, for us to stick to Duango 5 or like Green War levels of detail. I'm sure we can find a balance where it's like the maps look nice but also play nice. So that's what we tried to do, and we learned a lot. And then after that was the idea mapping contest. So from there, that's kind of where we just went. Yeah, so, so you you were actually like uh, you locked out on on like being you know happy in in the first stage where you you got a lot of positive uh, semi positive feedback on on the. Uh, you know the mapping where you're just uh, shitting out complete crap, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't complete crap. I mean, certainly some of it was, but uh, there a couple popular maps came out of that. I mean, they didn't really go anywhere, but I ran tournaments on this set back in like 2013, 2014, and people really did like the maps. So I can't really say that it, it turned out too poorly. Right, yeah. It's just that, like, there's that... Like when you when you really like when you're new to the community and you make the first map and it gets crushed and some people just just pack it up and just go home <laughs> because, <Yeah>. <laughs> because holy shit I'll never be good. <laughs> it's like like yeah. so you avoided that by actually like you know being in a kind of like this this uh, climate where where everyone was just so hyped up. For yeah, we, we want this. We want the content. We and okay, this is not good. Try again and and but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like reassuring you to like the the cool positive feedback. Yeah, it's like it's weird because all I've ever heard and a lot of it continued to this day. Well, before I left the CTF scene and whatnot, is that people were tired of playing the same old maps over and over and over again. They wanted something new. Well, you give them something new, they don't like it. They shit on it. They just like completely discourage anyone from making maps. And people wonder, it's like, why, why is the multiplayer mapping scene dead? It's not a wonder. It's like, have you played with the people that you're making the maps for? Um, right, yeah. Now, now, now you're uh, okay. So you've now moved uh, from your beginnings with the people who were like uh, really enthusiastic about playing anything because, yeah, the the, the sheer, you know, uh, excitement of of playing Doom on in any form or shape, and then progressing towards the the uh competitive scene the the elites and those guys yeah they don't want new stuff at all they will even though like, they claim to yeah we want new stuff but the new stuff has to be exactly as the old stuff there shouldn't be anything new because it's it's kind of like it's out of our comfort zone and we don't like that well that's <laughs> That's a really large, like overall philosophical community discussion. Um, I think, I think it was probably a unique experience for someone like you, for someone new to come in and find a group of friends, and then within a short period of time decide that you were just going to make a wad, and you know, kind of encourage each other um, and have a similar goal in mind with that dual wad that you made, and and from there, I mean, that probably because of that, like you were probably able to take criticism a little bit better from the community at large and moving into velocity and then even past velocity. But the struggles with, with getting velocity played by the masses, I think probably we realized um, some of us, I think there are some people that do want genuinely new maps and new stuff to play, but, but it's hard. Their voice is not, heard quite as loudly and people who run things people who run tournaments people who you know are part of the scene they just want they they look at the numbers and the, and they look at you know 
whether things are um, popular or accepted by, you know, whatever it is, 10, 15 people, and they decide what is viable for playing based on the opinion of a very small group of people. So I think, and we probably realized this a little too late, maybe, but, you know, capitulating to um, a group of people like that will, like you said, eventually kill off the multiplayer mapping community. So you need to be able to say, well, you know what? We're not going to play such and such a map for the 5,000 second time in a row. We're going to, you know, push forward with these new maps. And I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think it was really bold the direction that you took despite all of these things that were essentially weighing you down, you know, having a community full of people that are just really stubborn about what they're playing. But I don't think that really, I don't think that really stopped you. You know, I mean, I think like you said, you, you, you went back and you looked at velocity. You're like, wow, I, th- I think I've gotten better as a mapper here. And you just kept going with your ideas. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm mean, sorry. I, I know that's, that's a larger discussion to have but i think it it just plays into your point you know they a lot of people don't want change and but sometimes you have to you have to force it on them so i i think you've done a good job of of saying you know i'm an accomplished mapper and i'm not just going to make you know what you expect me to make i'm going to continue to make things outside of the box and you know if that makes me an unpopular guy. I mean, maybe you're an unpopular person for other reasons. But, you know, uh, if that makes me someone who's unpopular, then, you know, whatever. But Actually, uh, so, uh, let's, let's tie this back a little bit. So it goes back to the development of, well, the creation of the MXU, like the Mechanics Union, because Machine Shop in itself was a quote-unquote competitive clan. And there was a whole idea like no multi-claning, that sort of thing. So we would lose mappers or lose people who were interested in mapping on the project because of the clan thing. So we broke off and we founded, I I came up with this idea of founding a a new quote-unquote clan. Actually kind of, it's sad because I, I was inspired by Chaos Core and the Jetsons. And I decided to make a new group based on those two groups. And I actually had, I don't know if you know the guy, uh, Grimore. Uh, he was made the leader because I was already very unpopular by that time because I got into fights with too many people. I was friends with Mobius, etc. So it was like, well, I better not front this group even though I created it. Uh, so let's put Grimore as the front. So we did that, but the thing is, we actually made two other map packs, uh, two new game modes, and they were very unsuccessful in getting out there. And that almost stopped me right there, like stopped me in my tracks between 2013 and 2014. Because if you notice, there was a, actually quite a large gap of nothing from us between 20, uh, between Velocity and Rage. It was actually these two packs and game modes that uh, were very poorly received, and we received like tons and tons and tons of like really nasty criticism and sabotaging testing sessions, all that sort of thing. Uh, Blue Wizard and his crew like made it their life goals basically to like 
make a mockery of the game modes, etc. So we very nearly did just stop making maps entirely right then and there. But uh, Dusk and I, we had a couple prototype uh, extra CTF maps kick, kicking around, so we decided to make a sequel to Velocity, basically. Uh, and then we were lucky enough to hook, hook up with uh, some more of the A3 crew, particularly uh, Rusking and Razgriz, were essential in boosting CT, uh, rate CTF to completion. Not in map count, per se, but in interest and making it seem like it wasn't a wasted effort. Mm, so... Basically, like yeah, so so you were struggling in this uh, like okay, so so what exactly did change? Because two thousand thirteen, right? That's Ray CDF. Nope, fourteen. Okay, mm-hmm. twenty fourteen. Ray CDF. Then uh, fifteen. Don't be a bitch. Remastered. Yep. Then uh, A on DMV. The next year. Progressive duel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next year. So, dude, you just hit the stride. And it just, like, uh, everything you, you touched from that point was gold. So, uh, how, how did that happen? Like, like all of a sudden, uh, I, and I mean, okay, uh, these are maybe uh, I'm just a fanboy because I, I gave all of those projects a kick award. But the point is, they they are genuinely good projects, and no one can actually like, you know, uh, counter my arguments there because they're actually getting played. They're actually like, you know, uh, progressive duel, uh, Eon, uh, and DBNB are are fucking golden standard in their uh, in their particular, you know, modes. Maybe Rage CDF fell through the cracks, I would say. I would say Otherwise, because it came late. That's yes, for the, for, the, for the CDF hype. Right. Yes, CTF by that time was like dying the, out. Rage, Rage CTF yeah. was the only project released since Velocity. And then Core CTF 2 only released a beta when Aeon was released. So, or when DBAB was released, I can't even remember. I mean, like, nobody cares when a beta is released. Um, so that that's a huge shrug right there. Um, interestingly enough, Rage CTF was the most frustrating project I've ever mapped for, to be honest. Uh, there were several times that we almost just quit, all of us collectively. I distinctly remember one version of Rage CTF Beta 17A. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we just like, we played the maps and we said every single change here was negative. And we had to roll back versions for that because it was just so bad. Everyone was so upset. Uh, during the development process, so many insults were hurled around. It was, it was awful making it. That's why I will never make another CTF map is because of Rage's development. Um, it was just that jading as a process that it ended up with really good results because it's like, okay, if you're not getting insulted, then the map's good, finally. Um, So basically, the motivation was to make something good enough to avoid criticism. 
And that's not really a great way of working, but that's the reality of what Rage CTF was born in. And that's part of the reason why it's called Rage CTF. Does, does that, like, do you feel some sort of sympathy for Chaos Core CTF? <laughs> Absolutely not. I feel zero sympathy for Rusking and any of his endeavors. Um, dude, they, 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 they had the same problems as you, your team. Okay, well, here's the thing. With Raid CTF, this is a fantastic thing because this ties right back into the fucking Doom Raps and shit like that, right? Okay, so in Raid CTF, there was a bit of a drama between MXU and Chaos Core. And this was because, I don't know, Ruskin was missing in action. And Heavenwraith, who is a mapper for both teams, he was complaining about that. And I said, well, why don't you find out what's going on with the project and maybe ask, see if you can put your maps in Rage CTF. And Shane leaked this log to Ruskin and reframed it and said, like, oh, Heaven Wraith is going to pull all his maps out of Chaos Core and put them in Rage. Well, Ruskin flipped the fuck out. Oh, good God. Yeah. So that was the big drama. And if you've ever heard someone say, oh, uh, Decay's... Uh, smiling fatly that's where that quote came from because Ruskin said to heaven ray decay is just a guy with a fat smile on his face waiting for you to give him maps while doing nothing so it's like <laughs> okay well whatever so heaven ray got booted out of chaos score and all his maps got sent over to rage and it's like well thank you for this uh an extra five maps <laughs> Uh, one of which had to be scrapped because it's quite quite good maps, actually. Well, um, the, he's a very good mapper, I think. The funny thing is, is that they all took a considerable amount of work to end up where they were. And when Rage was released, uh, Rosking had like a, a campaign against uh, Rage CTF because it became a race, basically, uh, between Rage CTF and Chaos Core because there was shit like, oh, I would be playing Prive. Rosking would come into the server specifically to say core ctf2 expected in december and then leave that's all he would say <laughs> so it became this race between rage and core and the drama between those two groups it was like okay this is now like a motivating factor is to make better maps than them so that that's what it ended up being and that's part of the reason where why rage got to where it was so it was like we part of the insulting and like the criticism was you can't let core be better. <laughs> you know, That's you can't amazing. make this stuff up. You can't make it up. I say this <laughs> all the time, but nobody writes this good. Um, and do mentioned what changed. So, so was it the motivation, you know, after you released rage CTF, did you just say, okay, well, we're going to be better than chaos core at everything. Um, pretty much. Yeah. It was a pretty, a pretty significant increase in output after Rage CTF. Yeah. Well, th here's the thing. So basically what happened after Rage was uh, we released Rage, I want to say, in June or something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was earlier in the year that Rage got released because we we were just like pretty quick on that. And since there was only 19 maps... But then at that time, I was living on my own, and then I moved back with my parents, and then I moved back out again. And when I moved back out again on my own, uh, Russ King was playing a nightly CTF, uh, not CTF, Last Man Standing, uh, with a bunch of the TS crew, the A3 crew. So what we were doing 
he was developing Eon weapons at the time, so trying to rebound Vanilla Doom. Yeah, uh, we were just going through a bunch of like old packs, old DM packs, new DM packs, whatever we could get our hands on to play like just Last Man Standing. And what happened was, is we had enough of trying to find good packs because they simply didn't exist. So we said, all right, fuck it, let's make our own maps. So we decided to stagger DBAB in like a one, two, three sort of deal. We made 16 maps in a week and a half. Like, nice. The, the production rate was astounding. So, like, mm-hmm. DBAB one, maps one through 10 were done in, in a week. Like, they were just done. And then half of DBAB two was done within like the next week. It was crazy. Um, so, we were putting out like 10 maps a month, and it was like, we were all competing with each other to make them better, basically. It's like, uh, there's a very clear path. If you look at the first 10 maps of DBAB, the next set, uh, 11 through 20, are all much better from their respective mappers. And then from 21 to 33, even better. Uh, We were all saying, okay, well, what cool effects and whatnot can we do here? How can we one-up this other person? How can we uh, kind of like compare to each other? So that it became kind of like an arms race within the group. And uh, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing is debatable. But uh, it ended up as a pretty solid pack. I was extremely proud of it at the time. And all the work that had gone in is like... We, we haven't seen anything like this since projects like Sab and Martyr, IG Pack, or anything like that. Uh, it's just been so long since there's been a pack like that made. So it was like, wow, we right, can yeah. actually do this. That that was actually like, yeah, like when I when I was considering Rage CDF for for uh, a CAC award, that was like, okay, uh, I I have this clear comparison to the uh to the other existing worlds and i have i get to like compare and okay standard of the maps is clearly uh like something that i want to uh you know celebrate with the award but with uh, dbab it was like i i haven't really played anything like this before much I've played some TLMS, but not really. And the remastered no. version for FFA, like, like it's just, it just it's a game changer, basically. Like, it's it's this own thing that just just flies off into, uh, you know, a, this a separate area. That's that's sure. It's it's like you follow your own rule, rules. In the end, it's like something that's completely different from everything else. So yeah, I was I was completely one hundred percent sure that that was a lock for the uh, CAC word. Well, Interestingly you... enough, that same year I actually gave Chaos Chord <laughs> the the the, the word <laughs> because yeah, I, I still think Chaos Core has some pretty fucking cool CTF maps in it. So it's like, yeah, the, it the, 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 the war you waged on each other that actually produced 
good maps on both sides, actually. The thing about Debab is it revitalized a, an entirely dead game mode. And anyone who knows me knows that at night T-Lums, I get under the right. blankets and I touch myself thinking about LMS and TLMs. Like, <laughs> that is my favorite thing in the world. And I, I remember joining in on some of those early testing sessions. Um, I think I was hanging out with you guys around that time. And I think it was, there was a lot of, I mean, it was like dedicated every single night that you guys were trying to figure out how you were going to make this, you know, an epic, an epic wad and something that, you know, changes the, the perception of last man standing. So um, I don't know. I just think it's, um, for me, it was just like do said, it was a, it was a game changer. And, and that's what, that that in particular, uh, obviously, all the stuff that we've talked about, all the was that you've released before, but that in particular was something that really caught my eye. And then, you know, moving your way into Progressive Duel. Now, I caught on to Progressive Duel a little late, so I was wondering what what your motivation was behind behind that. I mean, how did you even? Because Progressive Duel, it, it's literally like the perfect name for it. It's progressive. It's not at all like the way that. You know, maps are made in the past, or the or the maps that we play on a regular basis. I mean, it's totally a different type of playstyle. So I I was always been curious what your motivation was for developing that pack and um, utilizing a lot of stuff that you see in other FPS games and sort of making them or translating them into Doom. Uh, Progressive Duel is really Rust King's baby. Uh... Interestingly enough, and not many people know or realize this, was that the original Progressive Duel, it was only five maps. It was just like a testing ground sort of thing. We developed those alongside DBAB, like in the early months of 2015, actually, in February, March, we released those first five Progressive Duel maps. And basically, it was a break from doing the DBAB maps. We were like, what else can we do? And Rusking wanted to expand on his visions of uh, like the Eon DM, you know, how he had like the NOS sort of deal, the new old school sort yep. of thing going on. So he wanted to expand on that. And instead of doing something multi-port, sticking with Xandronum and like taking a, taking use of the 3D floors in particular. So that was really what that was. So the first foray into that was in 2015. Then after uh, Aeon DM is when we decided to go back to Progressive 2. It was like, well, I'm pretty sure we can make some new maps. Like, we thought about it during Aeon's development, but it was like Aeon kind of took precedence. And uh, we are like, okay, let's try and make some smaller maps for a change because, like, Aeon was becoming, like, a bit of a burnout sort of thing. So it was like, how can we change gears? And I think the way Progressive kind of panned out was just trying, like, being experimental, really. That's what it came down to, was just doing a lot of experimenting. And it was a lot of dedicated playtesting, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed the development cycle of Progressive Duel 2. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to Progressive Duel 3, so it's going to be interesting to see how 
coming back to oh. it two years later. Yeah. I, I foreshadowed Aggressive Duel 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit more about this. No, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but mean, yeah, so, so so basically, progressive deal. Uh, so Rust King's baby, I I got that right in the, in the Kekord article, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you were pretty heavily involved in that because yeah, you, you're definitely a fan of the Quake approach to to. Uh, do mapping right? No, like, like, no. See here. I, no, I mean, when I mean, the three quick approach. I mean, no, no, no. okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When people say architectural, I, I know. But here's the thing. A lot of people say to me, "Oh, your maps feel like Quake. Uh, you must take a lot of inspiration from Quake." I'm a Quake player. I really like your maps. It always makes me scratch my head because I've never played Quake in my life. So, <laughs> nice. so I really so, don't know. So, so no, I mean, uh, basically, uh, so, so okay, you you are not touched by the the actual quake uh, style of mapping, but you're you lean the way of the three D architecture, right? Like, um, like just kind of like, well, see, you say quake again. When I played <laughs> FFA games back in the day, I was a player of Perfect Dark. Rock Rage Wars, all those sorts of things, uh, Duke 64, all those games, they had like, quote-unquote 3D floors, but really just like room-over-room gameplay. Uh, so that makes more sense to me uh, from a, a, a mapping logic standpoint. Now, right. it's, it's interesting to do it in Doom because 3D floors, like they're not natural in Doom, right? Um, they add a lot of square footage really fucking fast. And it's you have to be extraordinarily careful when you're mapping with 3D floors because in a dual map in particular, just that little bit of extra square footage is enough to kill it. Like it will destroy the pace and absolutely ruin the game. Um, right. It'll make it like even if you have a long line of sight. One of the original progressive dual maps, which was scrapped for progressive dual two, uh, it ended up back in in DBAD, but it was that satellite map. And it was just so big that we would constantly run the timer out. And mm. nobody, except for a couple people, enjoyed playing it. Because even though it had all the essentials of Progressive Duel that we wanted, the item control, the 3D floors, the good-looking maps, uh, it was just too too much. And it was a good lesson in learning what 3D floors really meant in Doom and how you could use them in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Right, yeah, the the maps still have to be pretty compact. And yeah, that's that's actually what most of the progressive duel two maps manage to to do. Like we've we've ran some some tournaments on them, and yeah, they're pretty good at what they're trying to convey. Like, yeah, uh, you can't actually uh, like that's that one map that's kind of like. I want to like the map, but it's kind of on the too big side of the this entire problem. Like the one, which one is CDCTF it? CDCTF map fourteen. Is that the one you're talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean India. 
deal to I'm going to guess it's Hatred's map. That's my uh, guess. The, the huge one with with the multiple like like square rooms uh, all over and really huge vertical differences. Holy shit! I, I will probably have to look that up. Yeah, it's probably Hatred's map, Cyborg Arena. It's in space. It's got the BFG and a red armor and a soul sphere. Yeah, probably that's that's the one. Yeah, that is a very big map, and it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting because Hatred was brought into the project uh, as a favor to Rusking very late in the game. Uh, so he came at this really without having much experience in terms of like what our expectations were, what we've tried before, that sort of thing. So when we were actually recently just playing through all the maps uh, again to see like what we could change for Prog 3, that sort of thing, is like we don't really have cut much cut to say about this, ma- about cut, this map because it offers something so different than any, any of the other maps. On the other hand, like like at that point, hatred. Uh, you know, he was the uh, you know uh, guy who who worked with Rust on the original Eon in two thousand twelve, which also uh, managed to get a hack award from me. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's not exactly. Uh, he he's one of the best uh, DM players of America. In all, of all time, like like hatred was one of the best DM players ever. So like like you you don't exactly say that this this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh and no, he, it's a, yeah, he produced it's not about some pretty good maps. It's yeah, just that like it's not about he doesn't know what what he's talking about, but he wasn't really part of the, the development process of yeah. Prague. So it's like he, he wasn't right, in yeah. tune with what we've already tried and what was generally seen as acceptable or not. He okay. played a couple of maps and then he's like, all right, I have an idea. And then he hit us with this. And then we kind of refined it. And then we're, we all looked at it. We're like, this is huge, but it mm-hmm. offers something very different than the rest of the maps. So... Mm-hmm. That was that was good. I call it the Durango Five Map of One of Prog Duel Two because it just takes twenty years to play. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of classic stuff, like like okay, so so you 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 are basically seen in in the DM mapping community or like kind of like the acolyte of the new school design. You, you are the guy who who will push the the envelope. Who will uh, you know? push the the new school maps with 3D floors or whatever. Uh, But uh, in 2017, the other project that won a CAC award was Pyrrhic. Would you like to comment about that? Because you weren't exactly in that, like, double negative. So, like, yeah, you actually were involved with that project, right? Yeah. uh, Like, (laughs) I... And that's a I classic looked on, the, on Doom World one day. I'm like, what the hell is this? Check it out. It's a really nice set. I'm like, okay, well, let's play this and like, see how it goes. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of that map pack. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very fond of it. And the development is like, okay, I have some suggestions for you here there. Implement these sorts of things. And then I remember calling you to come into the server and it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, we could do this that, and this other thing here, and the maps all ended up like way stronger for it. And like, I don't want to take the, any. 
the actual uh, author of the map set is a master who made uh, the classic Onslaught series. So, yeah, like yeah. he really knows what he's doing. And like, yes. I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's like my feedback is definitely not exclusive to New School. It's definitely applicable to any map set. Um, I feel like that has to do more with the way that I think about maps and mapping, and that's more on like the psychology of flow and like getting people engaged with the map itself rather than just like, uh, oh, I think this might be good, or I only understand one form of play, for example. Yeah, I, I was kind of like uh, taken by surprise that you were so captivated by Perik because it's like. Uh, Definitely a very classic style of of of, of uh, DM wad. It's absolutely pure FFA madness with like not much of new school sensibilities. So <laughs> when we actually started to like uh, you know uh, refine those maps, that was. Kind of like a surprise that yeah, I'm actually working with DK on a DM, uh, pretty much an old school map set. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you'd never ever catch me making an old school map set. <laughs> I I guess yeah, that's the difference. Like you wouldn't make these maps; you just like them, right? When they actually appear, <laughs> if they're good. Mm. Well, you know, maybe I think maybe that... yeah, that's the probably the difference. Like. Perik one and Perik two. <laughs> Not well. That's I... also differences in uh, in feedback because, as far as I understand, uh, Hobo got a lot more feedback from people like Killstrike, and Killstrike doesn't even have a brain. So, I mean, I don't understand how he could possibly give feedback on a map. We're, yeah, that's we're now we're getting into like the uh, other people territory, and like yeah, it's just. <laughs> Uh, well, basically, yeah. yeah I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't that. <laughs> I wasn't that thrilled with uh, Perik Two as well. <laughs> let's just keep it there. <laughs> well, I think your uh, advice or your you know critiquing of that certainly brought a different element to you know having someone like you bring that or bring your expertise to an old school map set. Probably made it, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more modern, and that's the thing that I really enjoy about not only DBAB but uh, also Progressive Duel is that you are able to essentially create two wads that also created its own sort of gameplay um, because nothing like those two things had ever really been seen before. And I think that that leads up very nicely, and I would never forget about it. I'd be remiss if I forgot about it. But the masterpiece that I consider Neon DM, and I mean, I think the the layouts are probably your most experimental yet. Um, but also the the texture set. I mean, anyone can throw in you know, 45 colors or whatever it is and, and put it on a wall and, oh, look, this map's colorful. But the way that it's done in contrast to the layouts is really tasteful. And I can only imagine how much time it took to make it that way. But 
I think this is now your, you know, your third project for me, your third project in a row that has really changed the way that we look at playing multiplayer Doom. You know, I think these things, you could almost run, you could almost call them their own game modes. <laughs> it's just, I really enjoyed them. And, and so tell me about, because I don't know, I just, I just know that I saw screenshots and I, the, the, the project Neon DM, I, I need to know more about it because I, I'm obsessed with it. And I think this is something that also, like you said, you see people, people will go and play this on their own. And there's a reason for that. So I want to know as much as I can about this because the layouts are, I don't know. They're just, I've never seen anything like them before. Uh, Neon is a very, it's an interesting project uh, for a variety of reasons. It was, it was one of those things where it's like, we got to go back in time because like, it's very chronological. Um, so let's flip back a bit first to uh, Aeon Deathmatch because Aeon is really the precursor to Neon, and uh, that that is also like a sequel directly to Dbab. Uh, the the thing what happened was we were playing Dbab a ton, and as we like filtered more maps out of the rotation or whatever, or like we we would play at like. I don't know, 25 of the 33 maps on a regular basis. And Razgriz and I were like, we need more maps. So we decided to start up Aeon Deathmatch as like DBAB DLC. And that kind of just caught on. And the question we asked ourselves was, what were the strengths and negatives of DBAB? How can we improve on them? And that's why Aeon ended up being the way it is, which is arguably, like, I know modesty is, is always a virtue, but fuck it, man. Like, Aeon Deathmatch is one of the best Deathmatch maps uh, maps that's ever made for Doom. Like, I have no bones saying that. Like, it is a fucking fantastic pack. Um, I'm very proud of not just my maps, but everyone's contributions to it. And the testament is found in the fact that it's played all the time. Uh, Michalis and DP Thanatos, uh, they took it for uh, Quake Champions Doom Edition, and I said, uh, they asked me, can we edit the maps and make them playable like specifically for this game mode? I said, go ahead, and it was like wonderfully received. Uh, that's a testament to just how good Aeon is. In saying that, it's like at the end of Aeon, we were burned the fuck out. Uh, we had definitely had it enough, but it was insisted to start up Neon. And the name Neon was actually just a play on Aeon, which was a play on Eon Deathmatch. Literally, uh, Aeon is, like, if you look at the title pick of Aeon, it is a troll to Rusking that bugs him to this day. Uh, so there was that. And then we just decided to stick with that scheme. Like I joked about Neon Deathmatch and Raz just kind of ran with it. R Neon is his his baby, really. And uh, it was interesting because like I, I didn't really want to do anything for it. I was pretty well burned out. And the first couple of map submissions that we got, like the layouts were experimental that you see. But like, if you go look at the first like ten betas or whatever, 
the layouts are even more insane. And it was too insane, actually. Uh, things just got like absolutely out of control, and it really was not good. And what we had to do is we had to go back and we had to say like, okay, how are we going to make Neon stand apart from Aeon and DBAP? Well, our answer was found in changing the palette. It was like, okay, well, let's make it more colorful because I know Rusking, he was lamenting the fact that uh, there's no true color software renderer, uh, which I'm going to do a shill for Odemex right here and say the fact that they have a true color software renderer is fantastic. Uh it, it definitely would make life a lot easier than having to screw around with uh, changing textures, like doing all these crazy edits to make it actually appear good in the software renderer. I'm saying that. Uh, a lot of work had to be done doing that, and it took up not only a lot of time, but a lot of people's patience too. And some of the texture co uh, combinations that we would get, the color combinations were just, to use Dew's word, garish. Uh, beyond even what I could comprehend. Like, it was, it was just out of control. And so this was in the beginning of 2017. And a lot of us just gave up, to be honest. And we started looking back at Progressive Duel 2 instead. Uh, there was another group of guys who had taken uh, Progressive Duel 2, rebranded it as Pro Duel. Uh, they, weren't like, they specifically omitted the hub map which had like author credits and whatnot they were talking about like screwing around with the maps and the spawns and prog 2 wasn't like complete and it was in beta and these guys were like trying to run tournaments and shit on it so basically we were pushed kind of forced to finish progressive duel 2 before the maps got spread as incomplete and bad so that was kind of like a big rush to finish that and when we turned our eyes back to neon nobody wanted to do it so there was a gigantic lapse in time there. And like you think Neon is a, a pack full of coherent themes and whatnot. It wasn't originally like that, not at all. And the testing, the testing was a lot different. The mapping strength was not a fraction of what it was. It was just, it was a shit show. It was really fucking bad. And if you look inside the blog, there's actually a couple uh, memos, text memos that Raz and I left detailing this out this process we came back to it like raz was just plotting along all by himself pretty much for i don't know eight months and then i came to him later and i said look we should just like split the pack cut our losses and like just try and get something out and just like get get it out there call it a day <laughs> so <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that's, i can that's what i can just i can just imagine like like Two th early 2018 memo from DK, like we're change we're changing uh, neon DM to vaporwave. Everyone the memo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you just and you just send out the uh, 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 space DM nine demo. Of, uh, you know the map from from SL. Yeah, Space DM9. That was a huge inspiration for me. And I mean, like, you can see my last, the last map that I made for Aeon Deathmatch, uh, Techno Junkie, was like the prototype where I started experimenting with uh, some of the motifs and whatnot that uh, Space DM used. Uh, so that was kind of like the precursor to what things were going to look like. But 
like when we decided to split the pack, it was basically just I helped Raz kind of like stay on track, and from there we kind of like reformed the project. It it was sad because you know what, like this is something that's been going on since the creation of MXU was every project that we've done, I have publicly posted and asked if anyone wanted to join the project, if they wanted to contribute. And we never, ever get anybody. Not one. <laughs> and the same thing happened with Neon. It's like, you would think by this point, it's like, we had Rage CTF, we had Velocity, uh, DBAB, we had Aeon, we had all these things saying like, we're not just fucking around, we're not these nobodies just making a map size. Like, we know what we're doing. Nobody would commit to anything. It was really shitty and it was really discouraging. And I think that in the memo, it's like rates, uh, neon DM was something that is like, I didn't want to do to something I loathe doing. Like I, I just could not do it anymore to something I ended up being very proud of. And it took a complete restructuring of the wad, <laughs> the approach that we took because it was like, there was tons of inner drama, uh, lots of people getting mad at each other, leaving the project, leaving each other. Uh, just petty vendettas or that sort of thing. And then it was like, okay, we need to make this stand apart. What are we going to do? So it was number one was all the colors. Number two was try to make new layouts that really focused on like using verticality. And I think to that degree, we were pretty successful. Well, um, have, you, have you tried being less toxic to the community? <laughs> I have actually. And it never works. Um, so at this point, my reaction is more or less, I don't give a fuck anymore because I tried playing that nice game and it still got me nowhere. So fuck you all. <laughs> uh, I don't care. Eat shit and die. Anyway, um, you, you can, you can take that oh. out of the recording. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I got it right 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit and yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you see the project thread for Delta QDM, you can just quote me on that anyway um yeah it took Make a lot K of angry again oh yeah well i'm not doing anything for delta q port sorry raz but that that's that's up to you um yeah it's just like it it was a struggle neon dm was a struggle to completion it really was and i'm glad it ended up the way it did because it's like it supports it was. It's the most ambitious project that I've ever worked on, to be honest. It supports vanilla. It supports a brand new game mode, uh, the Neon Hunter mode. Uh, supports natively QCDE and Death Foretold. Uh, supports vanilla, which means it has like uh, mod compatibility. You can run it with whatever weapon set you want. And then, of course, if you want to be memers, uh, if you put skill zero, every spawn is a BFG. So have fun like knock yourselves out so uh, what's this uh, what's this uh neon hunter mode you're talking about so neon hunter <laughs> mode we actually added an extra skill level um uh, mm -hmm. just so we could do this is we we do you and i uh, we had talked about this predator mode tournament that you ran on z damon several years back right uh, because you were making a commentary on how fucking dark the map was in particular project Darklight. And uh, I took this idea and it was like, you know what? I wonder uh, 
what we could do further with this idea and with some team speculation and like there was some other drama going on at the time it's like okay well how about this predator mode where it's like you get an invisibility sphere but it takes away all your all your vanilla weapons and it gives you all the eon weapons so you're kind of like advanced you get health and armor like a predator you get a lightning gun you get a rail gun the buff chainsaw and a grenade launcher and those weapons are not available to anyone else on the map so you get to be this neon hunter you get to hide in the darkness of the maps because they are overall pretty dark and you get to stomp on everybody with increased speed durability and new weapons i think it's it was a pretty interesting idea to try and come up with something unique and the other guys just just die to this mother evil motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You get torn up pretty quick. Uh, the lightning gun is so strong, and if you have nothing to counteract it, really, then you're toasted. Uh, but yeah, it was like it was interesting because we added that in the last week, like in the final week of production. We're like, ah, let's throw this in. Go for it. <laughs> well, we we should probably run run that shit uh, in some tournament just to I see think so. how it works. Yeah, I mean, it'd definitely be fun for the FFA. You get three, pe- uh, four people in there. You get one Neon Hunter and three regular I people. Can, it would definitely be interesting. I can, I can tell you that the that the predator, the original Predator tournament I ran was one of the most fun uh, tournaments I've ever run. Like, like people were so, so, so fucking scared about that. Like, just, just every time someone picked up the the invul, uh, the invisibility sphere. That was just, just uh, you know, the other guy was just, just running into a corner and just, just spamming plasma. It was like, like the fucking alien movies, like you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting cornered. <laughs> They're just coming at me, and it was brilliant. So uh, I definitely support that that mode. <laughs> the the theme of your Doom mapping career maybe your doom career in general is in the face of such adversity you still manage to find inspiration to create things that are different and when you're saying mapping in the face of all this uh, sometimes i do ask myself what's the point because i mean like i said i've never gotten extra people to work on the projects Um, i always wonder is it is it because of me that people don't sign up? And I mean, I'm putting this to the test by letting Razgriz run Delta Q. Uh, that's going to be all on him. I'm, I don't know what he plans on doing with that. Um, but as for whatever new DM maps that I'm making, originally I was, I was going to say Neon is the end of it, but uh, with Pro Duel 3 and uh, the MXU collection coming out, I guess I'm slated for a couple more maps to do. MXU Collection. Uh, that's the first time I hear about that. What's that about? Basically, it's taking DBAB, Aeon, Prog, and Neon and throwing them all in one PK3. And mm. it's not just throwing them in there, but also kind of like doing minor tweaks and revisions here or there. Uh, problems that we know exist uh whether that's like gameplay balance or technical issues, that sort of thing. But uh, with some of the overlapping maps, like for example, in DBAB Remastered, 
MAPO 1 of DBAV Remastered is actually ProDuel MAPO 2. And ProDuel MAPO 2, like that map fade, was made for ProDuel first. Uh, it was thrown into DBAV Remastered to replace a map that was not as good before. Uh, so that was so that's an overlap. Uh, we end up with 95 maps, and you're telling me that it's like you're gonna release a set with 95 maps? No, 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 no. That's not gonna work. It's got to be a nice even 100 maps. So the MXU collection is gonna be those four packs together with five additional new maps. Like, like, like you can still add like Rage CTF. Go for 150. No. Oh no. man! If no. I add a rage, no, no, no rage and velocity, rage and velocity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put them yeah, in yeah. Half. yeah. No, you, no. Could, you could have them as a TDM. Use uh, yeah. team starts only. There you go. No, 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 no takers for for, for this offer. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, before we go, I'd like to know what your current state, your your current opinion on the or your opinion on the current state of the community is a better way to say it. I know we've had conversations about this many times. Um, it's it's very interesting. Um, the MDF, as, like, as it stands right now, given that I haven't stepped foot in this Discord for quite some time, um, actually seems to be more of what I'd envisioned for my own Discord, which is interesting enough. Um, I could consider the way that things have been going in my Discord, the effort to centralize a bunch of different players uh, as a failure, to be honest. Uh, I think what the MDF is doing is quite good. I mean, there's a lot of positives going on. You have a lot of different game modes being played. You got the weekly events. Uh, I, I'm hard put to find a negative, really. And that's that's great. That's fantastic. Um, my view on the multiplayer community, what needs to be done, what needs to change is honestly what drives Doom in general is content creation. Uh, there is no shortage of uh, single-player packs being put out. There is no shortage of interest in that. And I think what we need is more multiplayer packs. And what I'm afraid of is something like what Razgra said to me a couple of days ago, is that... Uh, stuff like Aeon and Neon kind of like it shows that the standard is up here and a lot of people do not want to put in that much effort and so they just don't do anything at all or it's like they don't want to try they don't want to put any any additional effort in uh they don't want to make things look as good they don't want to put in that much time uh because it's like it's work it's a lot of hard work and a lot of people do not want to put that effort in but I think what is most essential to the multiplayer community is content creation because the more content that can be made, uh, the more interest that will be sustained. I think two two things stand out to me. First off is compilation wads. Uh, sure, Dual 40 is fantastic. Like, Don't get me wrong. It's a great wad. It brings everything into one one place. But at the same time, a compilation wad, whether it's CTF or dual kind of dissuades anyone from making like their own little pack because nobody's going to play anything other than the compilation right yeah that's kind of a negative force in my opinion 
And one thing that stood out to me in the collection for Odomax, uh, because I hadn't played Dual 40 in quite some time, but there was a collection in Odomax, I forget what it was called, but it separated the maps uh, in decades. So we had maps from the 90s, maps from the 2000s, and maps from the 2010s. And it was really interesting to me that you could easily draw a line, like a graph. You could graph this shit out, that the maps got progressively less fun from the 90s maps to the 2010s. Ouch. It's like I could say to myself, I enjoy, let's say there was 10 maps in the 90s. I would enjoy eight or nine out of those 10. In the 2000s, maybe five or six. In the 2010s, one, maybe two. It was really interesting for me to see that the attempts to replicate uh, old school kind of play was really not good because I think a lot of a lot of the old school maps were not built on technicalities, whereas a lot of new old school maps are built on like you have exactly two seconds to get to the BFG. If you don't make it in two seconds, you are fucked. Uh, you have like three seconds to get from here to here. You have exactly ten twenty eight units of space. All that sort of thing. Like it's too technical. And I think that mm-hmm. has destroyed a lot of the charm and playability of maps that was just not present in the nineties maps that were thrown haphazardly together. That's that's an uh, really interesting because it's like when you uh, when you clue Perhick into it, uh that's kinda like what both of us actually loved because it reversed this trend. Like, Peric was kind of like this genuine uh, map set that wasn't trying to be too clever about uh, this old-school map ordering. Like, you, you, you didn't have to run for the BFG in two seconds. You didn't have to uh, do all these old-school tricks uh, or whatever, like like being really clever about your movement. It was just kind of like uh, a pretty fun FFA area, and that was it. So I guess that that's a positive. When you say like uh, you have to run to a BFG in two seconds because it's designed that way, I don't necessarily see that as a negative because. Uh, it to me it means there's some effort to make a map that could be uh you know one of the competitive maps like you like that could be played at like QuakeCon with like the the top ten players of the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think the technicality bit is gotten too out of hand, and I think the best word to characterize a lot of modern maps is sterile. Yes, yes, yeah. I would uh, definitely agree with that. Like, people are trying too hard to replicate uh, the stuff that uh, in the past happened naturally. Like, uh, it was just stuff that happened. Uh, People mapped... Uh, naturally, and they failed a lot, and out of all of that massive amount of failure, you had a couple of positives. 
And now people are trying to replicate those positives. And it's just not the same. People should be just trying uh, the same way, like like just spamming uh, ideas. And maybe some of those will be a good DM map. But the way it is right now, like trying to replicate uh, what is considered a good map is not going to work. I'm more than happy to provide feedback on projects. And literally anytime I see a new DM app or new DM project, I'm the first person to give like full feedback on like whatever they've made. I'm more than happy to help facilitate more people making DM maps or whatever PVP kind of maps that they want. I really appreciate you taking the time. I think if I had any personal suggestions to people who haven't heard of you know, some of these projects that Decay has been a part of, that they really should check them out because they're part of a new era of Doom and they're pushing things forward. And it's because of people like Decay and the other mappers that are really keeping this game alive. So thank you for doing that and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me.